Holly Taylor here, and speaking of good company, our good company correspondent, Johnny Rocket, hanging out with me today. Johnny, how's it going? As we like to say it on this Friday, it's mediocre company, and I'm doing great. <laughs> mediocre. Is that because you're tired from subbing in this morning on the drive for James Curtis? You don't realize how busy somebody is until you actually sit in the hot seat, and then you come to the realization that he does 17 times more things than I do in a morning than I do. Yeah, because usually you're still sleeping. That's exactly it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for filling in for James Curtis this week, and uh, I guess we'll still see you tomorrow for the Joy Top 20. And I count down the uh, hottest songs in the GTA for the week. Yes, yes, yes. Now, you had an interesting conversation this morning that I wanted to carry over into sure. good company because you're talking about teens and Jesus. And I kind of feel as though, as parents, we wonder, are we doing a good enough job? How do our children feel about Jesus as a whole? And what was the findings? Well, it's also interesting, too, because we're all the time we say things like, are we making an impact? Is what we're teaching our kids, is it relating to them? How are our kids going to grow up loving Jesus because we're, we're pushing, quote unquote, our faith onto them? And hmm. they actually, it, it was quite positive in the perception that 49% of teens describe Jesus as loving, 46% believe that he offers hope, and 43% said that he cares about people. Interesting. Although it's still like in the 40s. It's not like 50s, 60s, or 70s. Did the article say anything about a decrease? Is it an increase? Where are we at on that compared to previous generations? There was there was no comparison in between year over year, but I think that a lot of people were saying things like, oh, I guess our kids don't really care anymore. So they were actually, it was more positive that, that they can still relate to and still have uh, some sort of relationship with Jesus rather than people are saying that they've completely turned their back and walked away. Mm-hmm. And this was across how many countries they did this oh, survey? Oh my goodness. So it was 25,000 youth. It was over the States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Latin America, Europe, Asia, and four African nations. Oh, wow. So it was a pretty big scope and a lot of youth that uh, took part in this particular survey. No stone was left unturned, if you will. (laughs) Right? Oh, man. But it goes to that idea of how do we teach our children about Jesus and and how do we make those... Um, messages, those stories, those lessons stick. So it's not just your parents' faith, right? Well, and and it's interesting too, though, because I mean, you you grew up in the church. I never did, hmm. and so my worry all the time is now th- my kids are the first generation of actually growing up in the church. Are they going to continue on with it, or are they going to walk away from it when they get older and they can make the decision as to whether or not on Sunday we're going to church? Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. Although, I mean, we navigate the pandemic sort of okay-ish, I'd like to think. Sure. Maybe. Well, I <laughs> mean, we went, we went online, so we got to do church in our pajamas. Yes. Yes. Which is wonderful. I feel like yeah. it brought the idea of church down to a level of it's accessible for all, which is mm. nice. And, and hopefully being able to live out our faith in a different kind of way challenged how deep our roots are, our disciplines, those spiritual disciplines, and how we keep learning about Jesus when we necessarily can't meet. What I do love is that we figured, we figured out in the sense that we can do church 
anywhere. Mm -hmm. But we also come to the realization that because we didn't have it, there was a lot of it that was missing. Now, church is not just the four walls and, and a roof, right. but we also love going to the four walls and a roof so we can have community. Yes, absolutely. And then also like with communion too. I mean, mm. it was weird being at home and you're just running to the fridge trying to grab some bread. <laughs> get some milk, get some milk. <laughs> So, yeah, and hopefully we've been able to show our kids or our grandkids how you can live out faith when you don't have to or you can't go to um, the four walls, as you said. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I really loved about this, though, because it did talk about Bible engagement, mm -hmm. and they said that uh, 84% said that they, they found that the Bible teaches them how to live a meaningful life, 84% uh, also understanding their purpose, and 80% said living wisely in society. So it still is teaching our kids. So despite the fact that maybe the numbers weren't high in certain things, yeah. the numbers were definitely high when it comes to personal identity. Yeah, no kidding. I love those numbers in the yeah. 80s. And that's, that's really encouraging, like that they're going to the Bible, they're going to God's word to define who they are. Wow. I uh, just remember being younger and it was always the message being sent to us about um, who you are in Christ, who you are in Christ. Let him define you, make your identity based in who he says you are. And I remember going through some of those affirmations. You are a child of God. God loves you. Like there's a whole page, like 50 of them. So those are great messages that it's encouraging to see are being passed down to the next generation. Yeah. And, you know, I love surveys and I love statistics and I love numbers. And these are ones that you could be like, okay, we're doing good in this. Maybe we got to, you know, teach our kids a little more on this. And perhaps we can continue to work as our kids are getting older and then working on the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for you being a parent of preteens, that just feels weird to say. You've got preteens. Well, I, got, I, I have one teen officially and then one preteen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. Don't, it, it makes me feel old, too. No. Oh, man. So what are some of those things that you're trying to narrow in as you are actively living with teens and preteens and, and trying to encourage them in their faith? A lot of affirmation. Hmm. And, and I found that it, whether it comes with their spiritual walk, whether it comes with just them in general as they grow, they need that affirmation. They need to know that they are loved not only by me, but by God, that they are special not only to me, but by God. And just those encouragement and those words each and every day, because words are a powerful weapon. And, and I mean, we it, it used to be that for every uh, seven negatives, you'd he you need to hear one positive. Now it's 14 or 15 positives for that one negative. And so it's kind of one of those things where we just need to continue that affirmation on our kids and just to let them know that they are loved. Hmm. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes the little things we do or say that can have the greatest impact. Mm, very much so. Johnny, thank you so much for popping by today for good company. And I'm guessing you'll be headed to bed soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm half asleep right now. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Thank you again. And uh, Johnny and I will have this conversation for you on the Good Company podcast, the uh, best of version. So don't forget to check it out.